in the hobby. It's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking that we could pull, I don't know, Hall of Famer. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com. The only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. There is nothing more fun than opening an Arena Club slab pack. I mean, it is so much better than any mystery pack that I've ever purchased because there is a focus on transparency. There is a display of available cards. There are hit rates you can get. When you're graded, you're given a rationale. It is the marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, and displaying. Arena Club Slab Packs are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your pulls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling. You can have them officially graded by Arena Club. The Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent, with a full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. Whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have to check out. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash badmoney. Wow, that's a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack, that's $40 right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash badmoney for 10% off your first purchase. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You got problems that you ought to be concerned with. Hoo-ah! You don't know how you're supposed to earn it or what to do with it or how to keep it. You're a freak with a dark, shameful secret. But you're not the only one. Get your hidden financial fears with a blast of sun. Now your healing has begun. It's bad with money with Hello and welcome to this week's Bad With Money Mailbag episode. I'm Gabby Dunn. This week I am joined by our new semi-co-host Mal Blum to react and respond to your messages and emails. Let's get into it. Hello, Mal. Hello, everybody. Are you in a are you trying to show that you're in a better mood because the last two mailbags you were depressed? Yeah, here's the thing is the mailbags, you know, we record them a little in advance. So, you know, I, I've been out of my depressive episode for for at least a week, but um, in, in Bad With Money land, I'm still right there. So someone wrote in uh, in the Facebook, I feel Mal's energy deeply in the mailbags. <laughs> yeah. So you're relatable. So did you. The people really, I know I felt it in my own home. <laughs> Um, the people really like you. They find Aww. you very a very good addition. Thank God, because mm-hmm. if even one person disliked me, this whole <laughs> thing would crumble. Okay. Let's get into it. Good me impression. 
On today's episode, I'm going to read an email from Sandy about APR cards, an email from Eva about their adoration for our boring episode, one from Jacob saying much the same, Kay's ideas for ADHD budgeting. We also got a couple other messages about ADHD budgeting and Katie's thoughts on prenups. In the second half of the show, I'm going to read three Apple reviews, welcome a new patron, read BB's follow-up about skepticism about IRAs and how his friend group roasted him about it, a Facebook response from Joanna to that, uh, Fi's concern about word use on the show, and Hannah's desire for us to debunk a TikTok about insurance being for the rich. I love to debunk TikToks. Okay, so here's an email from Sandy. Oh my God, Sandy. <laughs> Sandy. Oh, she probably gets that all the time. Sandy, baby. Okay, possible episode idea. Oh my God. I'm just I- <laughs> you are so fired. Can I just say that your computer uh, went to like screensaver once and it's all pictures from Greece too? I'm really embarrassed that you saw that. I did see that and I didn't I didn't even ask any questions. I just went, okay. It's actually <laughs> you want to know it's it's this is an incredibly ADHD thing. I was like I'm going to make my screensaver all like heartthrobs and so it, it's a picture of Michelle Pfeiffer and um what's his name from Greece too? Mm-hmm. Rex Manning, that guy. Mhm. Uh, and then uh, the dopamine just ran out. I don't know what happened, but I just never put any more pictures in it. So it's just those two pictures over and over. From Greece too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I saw and I said, all right, not enough Maxwell. time to pack that today. Yeah. Okay. Hi, Gabby and maybe Mal. Possible episode idea. I would love to learn more about medical credit cards and the upsides, downsides of 0% APR credit card options. Hmm. I was surprised this wasn't mentioned by any listeners during your pet insurance episode. I pay for vet costs and personal dental costs through a care credit card, which allows me to make 0% interest payments over a six month long period. Longer periods also available. Some catches include... The charge must be over $200. If I don't pay the full balance within six months, the interest is huge and is applied to every cent financed from the initial charge. Not all providers accept the card, so you should definitely check first. I find that this system works well for me since I only use the card a few times per year and am able to pay off the full amount before the interest hits. If your health provider offers a payment plan directly, this may be a better option, but mine do not. I would love to hear more about the pros and cons of this type of payment option from experts. Sandy. I have actually used a care credit card. Uh, I used it for um, when I got my gums. My gums had receded and I got more gum put on them. Uh, and I used a care credit card for <laughs> that's the medical term. And I used a care credit card for that. Uh, and I actually found it incredibly useful. So yeah, maybe that is something we should talk about. And I haven't really shared my experience with the care credit card either. I don't know why I haven't. Maybe I felt embarrassed a little bit about it. But I don't know. Now, now hearing you talk about it, it seems pretty reasonable. And I don't know why I felt ashamed at all. Um, because we're meant to feel ashamed uh <laughs> because they make By, us, I know they make us pay for care that should be free and provided by the government and then they shame us if we can't pay for it all at once this is it, it, so dystopian yeah and there's a full like credit card system just for that which is fascinating i've actually also seen at, at our dog's vet they have that option there's like a thing that says like if you can't pay for your your services today and then it shows you the option for care credit i've, t- I've come into this with like um like contractors working because now that we have a house like sometimes for example this is extremely boring but like the logs on our cabin are painted and you have to like sand them off because they'll rot because you can't have paint mm-hmm. on lock anyway um and i was like talking to one guy about sandblasting it and he 
quoted me something that was like exorbitantly expensive mm-hmm. that is way out of the range of what it should have been given other estimates that I got. And I was trying to be polite and I was like, yeah, that's that's just a little out of our budget. Um, I, You know, I, I think we're we're going to go with this other person or whatever. And he was like, oh, well, like, you know, you want finance options. And it's like, no, no, motherfucker. I don't want finance options. <laughs> like so, sometimes I feel like they offer these like finance options when it's just like it should be less expensive. That, yeah. No, that's not. Oh, having me pay this exorbitant price over five years of my life is is not a solution. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say he shamed you. I thought you were going to say that he was like, OK, get less good work done. See you later. He did, he did also say that. Yeah. <laughs> but it is an interesting financial story if you would like to revisit it at any point. OK, here is a response again from BB. Hey, again. Absolutely loved hearing you bring up my concern about maxing out your IRA on the most recent episode and thrilled to hear her say I was right. Someone responded and said that BB was right. If you're looking to make a large purchase like a down payment on a house or grad school tuition, it's best to keep that extra 6K in your savings for short term use. However, I shared my victory with some friends and it started a heated debate that resulted in the group still calling me crazy. <laughs> oh, here, here at Bad With Money, we're breaking up friend groups. Ultimately, I learned a few things. Not everyone is as obsessed with buying real estate as I am. Not everyone has as many short-term goals as I do. I don't plan to contribute to my IRA in the near future because I need money for home repairs, which my renting friends don't have to worry about. And because I'm a listener of this podcast, I don't really trust the government slash inflation slash health insurance slash climate change and find it hard to believe I'll benefit from an IRA savings when I'm 65 instead of using that money in the meantime to buy a house in a part of the country that isn't on fire in 20 years. Call me a skeptic, but at the end of the day, I want my cash liquid, whether that's for emergencies or short term real estate investing. I think investing in Southern California real estate can beat the traditional stock market, and I could be entirely wrong, but we'll see. My older relatives who bought homes decades ago are doing better than those who rented their whole lives. So I've decided home buying is my chosen form of saving for retirement. So are IRAs a scam? No, not if you're a set it and forget it type of investor. It's great for most Americans, but I'm choosing to take a much more potentially risky, specific and active role in planning out the next few decades of my life. And that's okay too. Thanks for all the years of your enlightening podcast, BB. To quote Tony Soprano, you should buy land because God's not making any more of it. (laughs) (laughs) He literally said that on last night's episodes. We are deep in The Sopranos, by the way. I don't know if you guys thought we were on the pulse of anything, but we are so not on the pulse. We are deep into The Sopranos here in the year of our Lord 2022. It's incredibly and irrelevant. It's so relevant. But anyway, um, yeah. Like most things, I don't think it's a black and white issue. I think there's a gray here. If, if you're going to pay it in taxes anyway, um, you can't put it into the you can't put it into a savings account. Because the federal right. government wants it. Like, I, f- I view this house that we live in as an investment. I was delighted to hear that, uh, you know, the upgrades to the neighborhood and to our house have, have possibly made this house more expensive rather than less expensive. I will not sell this house. And if you leave me, I will take it from you. That's fine. <laughs> I think we agreed kidding. to that oh, anyway. God, we're going to get a text from your mom. She listens no, no, to no, this no, podcast. No. <sighs> no. Karen, I'm kidding. I- Yeah, mom, Mal's kidding. A big thing is that if you buy a house with someone, have everything in writing. And we did do that. Yeah. And the writing says Mal can do whatever they want. And um, I love them so much that if they don't want me to sell the house, I won't. And I'll just give it to them. And if, if I leave them for, I assume, a younger 
and uh, stocky trans. What? What are you going to say? A younger stocky trans man? <laughs> trans masculine <laughs> Jewish, you know, model, a younger model. If I leave them for a younger model, um, they, they'll keep, they can keep the, co- the cabin and um, wow. cry their eyes out into the woods. <laughs> we just got engaged. Yeah, I know. I, listen, you I wrote you wrote on... the agreement. I thought it was weird that you put all that stuff in it. Stop it. Quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You can cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Everything is more expensive these days when you're running a business and you would be wise to find proven ways to cut costs and boost performance at the same time. The fact that you are able to reduce your IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud is incredible. And the ability to access your cloud financial system from anywhere saves you so much time and stress. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash badwithmoney. netsuite.com slash badwithmoney. netsuite.com slash badwithmoney. Managing my finances is incredibly stressful and time-consuming. I'm sure you guys know. You've been with me on this journey. You know how many finance apps I've tried. You know how much they haven't worked for me. And I'm always on the hunt for a finance app that fits my life. And then I tried Monarch. It is so easy to use with powerful features, collaboration tools, intuitive design, personalization, constant product improvements. I really value an app that allows me to do all of this without confusion. And especially important to me is intuitive design and the ability to personalize because clearly finance is not one size fits all. Did you know that money issues are a leading cause of divorce? Monarch, the top-rated personal finance app, also has built-in collaboration features so you can invite your partner at no extra cost. Together, you can see all your finances, collaborate on your budget, and get insights on your cash flow and recurring transactions. It's the easiest way to manage your household finances. Are you saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation? Monarch makes it so easy to help you reach your financial goals. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Have you been frustrated with personal finance apps that are cluttered with ads, difficult to use, rarely updated? So was Monarch. They built a new kind of personal finance app that's intuitive and powerful and ad-free and constantly improving based on customer feedback. Experience a personal finance app that prioritizes the user experience above all else. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash badmoney. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple intuitive design makes it so easy to set up, customize, and use. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. Change the layout of your dashboard, toggle between light and dark mode, create custom budgets and notifications, set up automatic rules for transactions and notifications, and more. 
Plus, there's ad-free privacy you can trust. We will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash badmoney. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash badmoney for your extended 30-day free trial. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. You guys know that I have had allergies for forever. I've had seasonal allergies since I was a kid. It causes pressure in my face, under my eyes. They're my ultimate handbrake. When my nose is plugged up, I feel like I can't do anything. I can't enjoy food because I can't taste it. I can't work out because I feel tired and distracted. I can't even host the show because my voice sounds like a duck. And listen... I am already dealing with vocal strain from testosterone and my voice dropping. I don't need any more problems with allergies. Luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. I've been taking Claritin D for allergies like probably for the last 10 years or something. And it's been an absolute life changer. I can go outside without my eyes watering like a fountain. I can speak without feeling like a frog has jumped in my throat. I get really embarrassed when I'm sneezing all the time. I have like an itchy nose or throat, like ugh, like just the, the itchiness in the back of your sinuses is like so distracting and so annoying. And I get like pressure in my ears too. It's really painful. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies. It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. All right. I We do actually have an agreement. It doesn't mention other stocky, uh, good-looking trans men. Uh, but a side note, we did just get engaged. We talked about it a little bit, but we haven't talked about it on a full episode or anything. But Mal and I are we're engaged, getting so married. We're getting married. So we're going to talk probably more in a, on a later episode about our wedding plans. But anyway, OK, Joanna had some thoughts about this as well. Joanna, I would love to add a little nuance to a few topics on today's episode. And this is the boring episode, quote unquote, boring episode. But oh, my God, please, please fact check me because I literally had surgery to today so I have anesthesia brain no fact check we don't fact check here one I think you can put up to 10,000 from an IRA or 401k 403b to a down payment of a first home purchase potentially they may have to be Roth flavors of these funds I'm not positive two if you are investing in Roth flavors of funds you can take out money from those accounts before you are 59 and a half years old but only capital you put in not any of the money made in the account I actually, yes, I think that's right. Three, the level of HSA utilization talked about was varsity level stuff. An easier and more practical way to use it is if you have a high deductible health insurance plan is to set aside money you know you will need to use regularly. For example, my therapy sessions cost $120 per session. I have my HSA take out $120 from every paycheck and I just know I paid for my therapy with money I didn't need to pay taxes on. The biggest money making strategies HSA holders talk about doing takes more money and more time planning than the average person has. Four, in general, the goal with taxes is to break even with the government. A lot of people want to see big tax returns, but you aren't using your money wisely in that case because the more time the extra money spends in the government's hands, the less time it's in your accounts with the ability to grow. Personally, love this boring episode. This eat your veggies approach is something that younger millennials, me, and Gen Z should be thinking about more. The more time you put money in these get rich, slow mutual funds, the more money you will have later. Thank you, Joanna. 
Yeah, that was just good advice. In fact, we're going to let's talk a little bit more about the boring episode, too, because I thought it was going to be incredibly boring and nobody would like it. It was our episode with Stephanie Lee, who's a listener, begged me to cover these topics. And so I invited her on the show. That's what I titled the episode because it's true. And then we got such a good response to it. So here is an email from Eva. Hi, Gabby and Mal. First, I loved the episode with tax expert Stephanie Lee. It was great and not boring at all. She explained fundamental and complicated concepts really well and in a way that was easy to follow. I'm one of your listeners who leans towards safe investments and therefore enjoyed what she had to say. Plus, I learned a lot. Also, always great to find ways to maximize whatever benefits the government offers. Just think of how much the Jeff Bezoses and Trumps of this world save from taxes. So if there are loopholes, let me know. Second, I have to disagree with you and Jess, who wrote about her cat and the vet asking how they wanted to proceed with his body after putting him down. I mean, no disrespect by this, and I understand that having to put down your pet is an awful, awful, and very emotionally charged situation. Been there, done that, still not ready to get another dog after having let go of the goodest boy last year. Sammy was the best. Oh, I'm so sorry. However, I think it's the owner's responsibility to consider how to go about the nearing death of a pet. In fact, I think it makes sense to think about this scenario regardless of your pet's age and health. Horrible things can happen every day that might force you to have your pet cross the rainbow bridge. Sorry to be Debbie Downer. I don't think the vet's question about whether they want to bury the cat themselves or have him cremated with other pets versus alone was manipulative or that he was required to provide information on the cost. As a pet owner, you should consider and research the options before putting your pet down. Of course, price is an important factor and it would have been nice for the vet to give some context. Still, nothing stops you from researching the prices, asking the vet, or even asking a friend or loved one to call them and give your quotes even after putting the pet down. Usually, they don't get picked up till the end of the day or early next morning. I know that's the last thing you want to think of in a situation like this, but I don't believe blaming the vet or putting this responsibility on them is right. Also, from what I understand, the vet usually doesn't make any money with the cremation of animals unless it's something they do in-house. When it became clear Sammy would have to be put down, our vet informed us about which cremation company they usually use and directed us to the company's website to see prices, options, etc. They also told us we could use whatever other company and asked us to inform them so they could plan accordingly. So I don't think it would even make sense for the vet to direct you towards cremating your pet unless they cremate them in-house or receive a bonus if you choose this service, which I really, really hope they do not. Okay, this This got really long. No disrespect intended. Thanks for reading. Feel free to read as much or as little as you want on the podcast. All the best and cuddles to beans, Eva. P.S. Love the pod. Have been watching, listening to you since BuzzFeed and your podcast taught me so much. Thanks for all that you do. Okay, now I just want to push back for a second because your vet gave you the number of the cremation company gave you the website so you could look and see the prices. Jess's vet didn't do that. So you're like, well, the vet is on. under no obligation, but your vet sent you to where hold you on. can see the prices. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, okay, I, I'm very, okay, I guess I'm very malleable, no pun intended. Because, okay, Jess was the person who wrote in last week because I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, the vet should have told you. But now listening to this letter, I'm thinking, I'm imagining how that conversation would go. And I realize now, like, imagine, for a moment. Okay. Yeah. You have to, we have to put our pet down or whatever. And the vet's like, I'm so sorry. I know this is a delicate time. Do you want to take your pet's body home? Would you like some cremation options? Like, what would you like to do? This is what people usually do. Yeah. That'll be $99.99, baby. Okay. Like- <laughs> I don't think he has to do it like that. But I'm just saying, directing, directing them to the website where the prices are. Eva, I don't mean to call your bluff. No, Eva didn't say but the your prices vet were did there. That for you. No, yes, yes, Eva they did. Said, Eva they said, said the prices were there. 
But I think that that was just like, here's the name of the place we usually use. Company's website to see prices. To see prices. Justice for Jess. There's got to be, you know what? They, this is where they need a pamphlet. So the the vet could be like, here are here here are some options for. So I'm it's like an I'm sorry for your loss options pamphlet. You know what? I, okay, it should be like pets should have to um, pay for and plan their own funerals like people do. Oh, yeah, I, guess, I agree. I guess family family does that for family people's. members do it. So it really is us again. Not everyone though. Dita planned her own. Dita, our neighbor who passed away, planned her own. That is true. Well, I okay, mean, but she didn't even have a funeral. That's what I mean. She paid for her. She paid for her cremation. Her in mortuary. Advance. So anyway, okay. I, I think the pets should have to pay for it in advance. Yeah, and honestly, pets should get jobs. Some pets have jobs. Why More not ours? Pet jobs. More, More pet, pet jobs. Beans. Honestly, he could deliver mail. Why isn't he doing it? Anyway, I don't know. He okay. pays rent, so he should. Yeah, I pay his rent. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. This is an email from Jacob about the boring episode. Dear Gabby, and not Mal. Suck it, Mal. Okay, dear Gabby. First, let me say that I really enjoyed the show. And I, for one, really appreciated the boring episode that aired on July 20th. IRAs, HSAs, FSAs are decidedly not very exciting topics, but knowing about how these things work is so important. There's a lot of psychology here that I think is very important for people to recognize. Most of these boring investments are boring because they basically demand that we don't actively do anything. Mm. All you do is automatically send part of your paycheck to your account and then you do nothing at all. But wait, shouldn't we have to like do something in order to get better returns or something like that? Well, as your guest pointed out, you can try to be an active trader, but more than 97% of the time you would have been better off doing the boring thing. When you're doing stuff and making money, it feels really good. You feel like a genius. Never mind that you could have made more money by just buying an index fund and sitting on your hands. And oh, there are so many people out there who want to convince you that doing stuff is really the way to go. Oh, and by the way, pay those people to tell you what stuff you need to be doing. No, in the end, we'd all be better off just learning more about these boring topics. You know, the ones that the government gives you actual tax breaks to do. Smiley face. Not that I necessarily want more boring episodes and then a a laughing emoji, but just wanted to let you know I appreciated this one. Best Jacob from Oklahoma. Yeah. Oklahoma. Whoa, crazy. He mentions July 20th, which is when we got engaged. And he's from Oklahoma, which is where we got engaged. Whoa. It's the whale. The whale wrote in. The synchronicity. Synced up in the drift. Um, yeah, you know what it is, is like, it's like gambling, right? It's like this dopamine Oh, it rush, is. You know, when you're like gaming the system, but actually you are just in the system and, and house always wins, baby. Is that what, how did you learn that? That the house always wins? By losing yeah. at gambling. Yeah. You ever lose so, at gambling? You play, uh, because many, you play long enough, times. the house always wins. Because the, the <laughs> thing is, when you're up, you got to walk away. But that's when your brain is like, dopamine, 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 another yeah. one, another one. Anyway, I imagine yeah. that's what most people like, playing stocks. Yeah, it is. It's very- Playing uh, stocks? I, playing stocks. This is a show where we know a lot, guys. And so playing stocks, that's just what the insiders call it, baby. I've learned some. And that's the that's the bad with money tagline. I've learned some. I don't care. And you know some. Yeah. Mal knows Mal's Mal's a radical with just enough information. And I've learned some. Here we are. Do I know Um, stuff? No. Do I have strong opinions? Yes. Are they informed? Probably not. Just kidding. Yeah, mine are mine are lightly informed. Yeah. Um. So yes, Jacob, thank you so much for this email. I think uh, 
I, that's exactly the response I wanted from this episode. And I think um, Stephanie did a great job explaining stuff. As I, as I said in her episode, you're not fun, but you are right. So anyway, okay, this is a light email from Fi. Uh, word choice follow-up. Hey, Gabby, I sent you an email a few weeks ago, and I've listened to that mailbag episode, but I heard you say you were going to identify yourself as bipolaroid, and I just want to let you know it's a made-up word that I use because it makes me laugh at an otherwise serious illness. Feel free to if you like. I just use it because it brings a bit of levity to what could otherwise be a pretty hellish condition. I get mortified from mistakenly using the wrong word, which is why this has weighed on me. I'm glad the way I put the difference in your growth meant so much to you. Thanks. Bye. Uh, This person is bipolar and called herself a bipolar. And I thought that was so funny and cute. And I didn't know that that was I thought that maybe that was a thing. Um, And then this person is writing in saying that that is actually not a thing that it's something that they made up. Is it? Let me ask you this. Is it somebody who has bipolar and feels like an android? Or is it somebody who has bipolar and likes to take pictures? It's both. Oh, great. Yeah. I just thought it was I think it was like instead of saying I someone with bipolar disorder, it was like a cheeky sort of like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bipolaroid. Yes. Like a photo of one or an android of one. Now, like a just a, what you call yourself, like a team name, like the like the New Jersey bipolaroids. <laughs> the New, Jer- I have, New Jersey. I have bipolar disorder. I just want to say I have bipolar, yes. too. Um, so yes. that's why this came up. I'm not making fun at all. I'm laughing so I don't cry. And then I yeah. laugh while I cry. You ever been bipolar? OK, we did it. Hey, guys, Gabe Dunn here. I just want to let you guys know that I have a Patreon at patreon.com slash Gabe S. Dunn. And on that Patreon, I'm going to start doing live hangs with everyone who is a patron. So if you want to join the Patreon, you can get all these episodes ad free, videos of our mailbag episodes, extra writing from me, blogs, fiction, other stuff, things that I'm thinking about with regards to money and personal stories. And also now live hangs with me on Zoom once a month. So join the Patreon. And if you're not a member of the Discord, hop on over to the Discord. That's free. The link will be in the description. It's so fun. So many of you guys talk over there. It's like truly popping off. Um, And if you're on the Discord, I would love to see you in the live hang. So I get to put a face to a name. So yeah, please join patreon.com slash Gabe S. Dunn and come hang out with me. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a new candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy. It would be so much easier if I was looking for someone to help me with sweetening audio or let's say someone to run my merch shop or all the little things that go into running a podcast. Usually something like that would be so slow and overwhelming. And honestly, I wish I had used Indeed and I will use Indeed in the future. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash badwithmoney. Just go to Indeed.com slash badwithmoney right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash badwithmoney. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I love to track progress. As you guys know from listening to this show, I'm constantly tracking my progress. What have we done so far in 2024? And spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans like for a car or a home. You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. That's right, you can build your credit using your own money. Get paid up to two days early with direct deposit. With a qualifying direct deposit, you can get access to your money sooner. Fee-free overdraft with SpotMe. Overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualified direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. Access 60,000 plus fee-free ATMs. That's more than the top three national banks combined. Easily find one near you with the Chime app. Send and receive money. Use Chime to pay anyone, Chime members or not, and cash out your money fee-free. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started at Chime.com slash bad money. That's Chime.com slash bad money. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. Okay, here is an email from Hannah. Hi, Gabby. I was curious if you could do an episode about life insurance and the claims I keep seeing on TikTok. It mm. seems like this last year, I keep seeing people all over TikTok talking about how the wealthy have been using life insurance to take out loans, cash accumulation policies, can be accessed and used anytime, can be used as a no interest loan, etc. I'm skeptical because so many TikTokers are talking about it right now. I don't understand jack shit about life insurance, so I wondered if you could do a debunking or explaining episode, even an intro to what the fuck life insurance is would be great how can i use life insurance to my financial benefit what types of policies are available how do rich people use the benefits what should i be looking out for in my policy i'd link some tiktoks but honestly just search life insurance on tiktok to get a sampling of some of the claims being made love hmm. your show and hope you get to cover this soon hannah yeah that makes sense because one time I, i've told you this before but maybe like 10 years ago or something i was sitting in my parents living room and my dad came out i feel like he came out to ask me for my birthday, but he knows my birthday. And uh, I was like, why? And uh, he was like, because I'm taking out life insurance on you. And I was like, oh, for real? And he was like, yeah, sign this thing. And I was like, okay. And I did not ask any other questions. You think he's men making money off of you? Um, I don't think so. Like, Is your dad going to murder you? I think he would have already. Maybe he's um, letting it accumulate. He was like, no, no, no. Eventually you'll get it. And I was like, really? <laughs> but like, I haven't heard anything else about it. I don't know if he's been paying or like what. But I really, I'm more um, worried. Yeah, we should do an episode because I'm more alarmed that like, I was just like, sure, take out a life insurance policy on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't ask any other question. We'll do an episode called Is Mal's Dad Planning to Kill Mal? 
and we'll figure all of this out for you, Hannah. Oh, no. (laughs) All the signs were leading to it. You're like, he did take me out on a boat alone with cement blocks. Was that weird? (laughs) Nah, he would (laughs) have... This is dark, but he, if he was going to kill me, he would have killed me already. There are many, there were many opportunities for it, you know? <laughs> wow. Okay, Hannah, I'm going to look into that and I'll, uh, and I'll have some more information for you soon, I promise. And if anyone else knows what Hannah's talking about, please write in. Okay, this is from Anonymous. Hi, Gabby. Have you ever done an episode on the actual financial and legal consequences of marriage and prenups, not weddings? I did a search through the archives in my podcast app and re-listened to a few episodes, but I haven't found anything that addresses this specifically. I appreciate your research. If you haven't, I'd like to suggest it as an episode topic, perhaps with a family attorney as a guest. I ask because I recently got engaged to my partner of many, many years. We're both in our 30s and have lived together for a decade. So I'm trying to figure out what would actually change for us financially and legally when we sign that paper. I'm also trying to figure out how we can go into this with eyes open and in a way that we can protect each other. We both have debt we're paying off and some assets, like the home we live in that's solely in my name and our dog. We're very much not rich. And truth be told, we're at different places in our relationship with money and our financial journeys. I've seen a few things recently that argue prenups aren't just for rich people protecting their assets. One point is if you don't get a prenup, your state's laws are your de facto prenup. The second is that many people are now using prenups to protect their spouses from their own debt, including medical debt, in the event of their death. Very intriguing ideas. Problem is, I'm having a hell of a time figuring out how to start thinking through what I might want to include and what the consequences would be of different decisions in different scenarios. Hell, I'd love a worksheet with examples of different things people typically include with explanations like, if you choose this, here's how it could work for and against you and your spouse in good scenario A and bad scenario B. Obviously, we'd need a lawyer for all of this, but I want to do some research before we get to that step or before I broach the subject with my partner, given the way society sees prenups. So many people say everyone should protect themselves with a prenup, but no one says how to write one to do that or even what needs protecting and how different people might want different agreements. But really, that could be its own rant about so many things in life that you've covered on the podcast. And also, it's so frustrating that there's so much out there about wedding planning and the cost of that and almost nothing about marriage planning when the wedding is just a one-time party and the marriage is meant to last much longer thank you for reading and considering anonymous we should do a whole prenup episode because we're gonna we have to because this person didn't even realize that you and i are engaged that we are gonna need a prenup as your mother is a divorce lawyer and my mother and would never let you get married without a prenup attorney and in fact offered to make a prenup for your ex-boyfriend yeah not for me and him to get married for him and his wife Yes, so there is no world where we get married without a prenup. But we should meet with, uh, maybe, yeah, we could do a whole episode maybe if you want to like meet with uh, or interview a lawyer about whatever. And then we Yeah, could... yeah. Well, I don't think our lawyer can be my mom because I don't think that's fair. And also so... because I, absolutely not. I'm, no. <laughs> what do you mean you don't think she can be your mom? That's not even ethical. Yeah, yeah, the lawyer can't be my mom. Uh, For so many reasons. It's unethical. But yeah, like um, we will need a prenup. It's so funny that you wrote in this email anonymous because uh, we we are going to need to be doing that. And those episodes are forthcoming. Believe you me. Yeah. Should we do should we maybe like interview a lawyer and then uh, like for the podcast and then. Yeah. Make I mean, we don't have to let people know in our actual prenup. 
Or do we? Uh, I don't know. I think we could have the lawyer on and you and I could talk through what we actually want, which is I want to protect you from medical stuff for me. I also, you know, want to make sure that you're protected in a lot of ways. I don't think I would ever do this, but you have a a large catalog of music and work. And I've heard horror stories about people who get divorced and try to like own their 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 partner's work. Like, no, 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 no. First of all, you can't even I don't think you could do that with what are you going to take one of my albums that doesn't even that doesn't even translate to music but i will sign something saying that i have no right to your intellectual property which is more likely what happens in hollywood (laughs) yeah that's interesting yeah you and i should definitely do that episode because it's extremely relevant now anonymous i've become accustomed to a certain lifestyle (laughs) and when you leave me for a shorter younger trans mask wow you know what's funny um, about this that scenario is like that does it doesn't even work like with non-monogamy like you already are dating like a shorter younger trans mask i don't know why shorter yeah. is part of it but I, I like made that aspirational in the same way that younger is aspirational but yeah um, a younger i am also dating a, a younger a younger a model. man <laughs> oh, i was like he's wow. not a model he's not a model i'm a model you're a model. I'm saying a younger model. Of I know. Man. I know. Am I a man? I don't even know. Yeah, a younger trans mask. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why you can't have like infidelity closets. Th- this is the big thing. So from this email, I want to say my mom always says, if you don't have a prenup, you actually do have a prenup and it's your state's laws. So by not having a right. prenup, you have a prenup and it's not one that you want. That's right, what that we don't have says. to make one. No, it's not one that we want. Okay. (laughs) This is from the Discord. Lore wrote, uh, this is about someone who was told that uh, they were about to be fired. Uh, So this is the response. Lore, a friend of mine got laid off less than two weeks after she got the job. They claimed sales were lower than expected and couldn't afford to keep her anymore. That sounds illegal and bullshit, right? Also, we are in Alberta, Canada. I've been trying to look for laws and regulations, but I can't really decipher what I'm seeing. This happened last week. P.S. Gabby, if you read this on the show, feel free to say my name. Um, That sucks. I don't know. I think you're allowed to do that in Canada. Is that? Are you just making that up? Yeah, I'm making that up. I don't know. Okay, great. In next week's uh, mailbag, we have someone who wrote in with really a lot of advice about um, if you think you're about to be fired. So stay tuned for that because that person wrote in with some really good advice. Okay, so this is from a listener in the Discord. Read the Eradicating Landlords debate. Realistically, I think there will probably always be a need for some rentals, temporary residences, college students, people with physical disabilities, etc. But think housing co-ops are an underutilized alternative. Co-ops provide the conveniences of renting while giving ownership stake. Instead of owning your individual unit like a condo, you're a shareholder in the cooperative based on unit size. Usually co-ops have maintenance just like an apartment would, and it's easier to transfer ownership. One reason they aren't super common is the law makes it difficult to set them up. I also think there needs to be bans or a ban on investors buying single family homes. Yes, yes. Yeah, definitely. And then um, this person added, another person added, the most ethical way to be a landlord may be to have your rentals be subsidized housing. That way you're really helping someone in need and not someone who is likely just unable to get a mortgage because the system is broken and landlords are greedy. You also have the added benefit of guaranteed income because the government is the one paying the rent. Just some thoughts. I feel um, like a lot of times that those are uh, negligent landlords, though. Yeah. And weirdly, so. they're talking about that on The Sopranos. 
Oh, no, they're talking about a housing scam. Yeah, a scam. They buy the property and then um, basically rob it themselves, through, launder it through a nonprofit, allow it to fall into disrepair, and then the project never happens and everybody Horrible. just gets an insurance payout. Horrible. So it's completely unethical. Yes, thank you for those comments uh, from the Discord. Uh, the Discord link will be in the episode description below. I'm going to read uh, one more thing about ADHD budgeting and then Apple reviews and then our patron and then I'll send you all on your merry way. This is from Kay. Hi, Gabby and Mal. This is in response to the other listener who just can't make a budget work in real life. I recommended a budgeting app called YNAB. You need a budget. While I don't think one app can solve all of a person's money problems, this one has a lot of features the listener was looking for. First, it's an envelope style system, although it's all digital, meaning you have to put your money into categories when you receive it, every time you receive money. I like this better than having a lot of accounts. It basically creates the appearance of lots of accounts without having to deal with a bunch of different banks or cards. It also forces you to think about the money you have rather than the money categories and goals in the abstract, if that makes sense. I always struggled with budgeting systems that make you create arbitrary feeling limits on spending categories as a starting point, and this feels less arbitrary to me. Next, it's 100% customizable for both categories and goals. You can make it look exactly how you want and set different kinds of goals, monthly, by a certain date, etc. Finally, YNAB offers training and customer service support, so you can ask questions about how to set your system up for you. You can see their customer service and training options on their website. It is a paid app, but I think they offer a free trial. I recommend checking it out because it's the only budgeting system I've ever been able to stick to. I hope that's helpful, and good luck to my fellow ADHD budget attempters. All the best, K. Why, why NAB? Why NAB? You need a budget, which next week we'll get into a couple other people recommended it too. It seems to be very popular with the ADHD community. Interesting. Yeah. I must have missed it at the community meeting. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention though. Oh my God. Easiest joke in the book. Oh okay. yeah. Then why didn't you think of it first? <laughs> Okay, now I'm going to read three Apple reviews. This one is from Dr. LS437. Loving these conversations. Love the new cover art. As someone who loves personal finance podcasts, I'm really digging this unique perspective in the scene. Gabby challenges their guests and pushes for real info. I like their sense of humor and voice. Thank you for putting it out there. This is from JessPlease42. The most important money podcast around. I love the blend of money and social issues that Gabby tackles. Gabby rules. And then this is from Oh Lady Samantha. Love this show. Longtime listener and reader and watcher of everything Gabby does. Love the addition of Mal and their perspectives on money. This show makes me think differently about money and has made me feel seen when it comes to money, trauma, and insecurities. These are all five stars. <laughs> it would be really funny if it was like one star. I one love it. One star. <laughs> We got one bad review, which is very funny. It was like, great podcast, intolerable host. Maybe I'll read it next week. I think okay. that should be your new bio. Right? <laughs> okay. And thank you to Kiki, who became a patron this week. Uh, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash Gabby Dunn. If you want to write in, okay, we have two listener episodes coming up. One is uh, one about medical testing and selling your body to science. Please write in with any stories about that that you have. And a second episode idea that we're toying with is uh, costs of transitioning. So if you have any stories about that, please write those in. I would love to hear from you. Be sure to send an email at gabbyisbadwithmoney at gmail.com or leave me a voicemail at 844-474-4040. You can also email me a voice memo if you prefer. Join our online communities too. We're on Instagram, Discord, TikTok, Patreon, and Facebook. Links to all of these will be listed in the episode description. Don't forget to listen to the show the day it drops so we can get on the charts and spread the word. Also leave a five-star Apple review and I'll read it on the show. Do you have anything you want to say, Mal? <clears throat> 
this week, follow me at at Malblum on TikTok. And I will leave you with the thought, ask not whether or not you should bury your pet. <laughs> ask how much this going to cost me. Thank you so, so much. Bye. Done. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.